supernatural rest. Supernatural rest. When Apostle charged me to take this month for February, by the way, amen. Amen, 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 amen. You know, I took the time to seek the Lord. You know, I said, God, what are you saying? And, you know, I heard the Lord said, Ayo, expose supernatural rest to my people. You know, um, there's one thing us hearing what the word of the Lord is for the year. There's another thing us understanding. That's one. There's another thing us appropriating it. Taking it and making it yours. That's the second stage. And there's another thing, being a dispenser of it to humanity. Three stages. Amen. 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 My desire really isn't to come guns blazing, new rema here and there. Not necessarily. If it comes, amen. My desire really is to bring back what you know and help you package it together. Take it and take it into the world and be the best the Lord has called you to be. Amen. Number two, for you to not just understand supernatural rest, but for you to walk in it every... See, you see, when the apostles told us time and time already that when the word of the Lord comes, you know what happens, right? I don't need to repeat it anymore. Attacks come. Warfare comes. And that's why the Bible... Let's open the scriptures. Hebrews chapter 4. That's my foundation scripture for this, for this series. Hebrews chapter 4. Guys, apologies, you know, you probably hear me sniffing here and there, you know, um, it's just tears and snot, but it, it is well, it is well. I'm not afraid of it, you see, you know, God has been good, God has been good, amen. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 9, we're going to read it together, okay? Let's stand and honor the word of the, let's stand together please, as we read this together, 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 amen, amen. Let me make sure uh, I've got it here, cool. E Hebrews chapter 4 verse 9, 10 and 11, God bless you, media, I love you guys, thank you so much. Let's go. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Number 11, let us, therefore, be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Father, we honor your word. We honor your word. It's not about my eloquence, because trust me, God, I am not eloquent. You are, you are. It's not about my wisdom, Holy Spirit. You're the one that is wise. Teach us today, Holy Spirit. Teach us, Holy Spirit. Teach us. You are the spirit of truth. Teach us your truth in the name of Jesus. I receive now the anointing of the didascalos, the anointing of the teacher to be able to, like with like a, with like a sniper, to execute your word with precision, exactitude, and accuracy in the name of Jesus. Heal those you want to heal today. Move as you will today, Holy Spirit. I put Ayo aside now, and I receive the Holy Spirit and the move of God to be able to effectively, eloquently articulate your word to the point where, God, your name and your name alone may be glorified in our lives, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated in the glory of the Lord. Let's give the Lord a round of applause one more time. Listen, who's ready for this? Who's ready? Who's ready? For the few minutes that we're going to be talking to ourselves today, you know, I, I want you to really kind of get, get your heart ready. Get your heart ready. If you're writing on notepad, you know, open a fresh sheet, right? If you're using your phone, your iPad, you know, create a new page. Let's get ready to work together. Amen, amen, amen. You see, 
Once again, for the next few Sundays, you know, we're going to be really deep diving on this topic. Amen. You know, we want to understand rest, 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 rest. Can I please get my slide on as well, please? Okay. And the reason why I've got my pulpit down here today is because I really want you to see the slides properly. All right. You know, follow me as I go along as well, please, please. The topic for this series is called the disposition of supernatural rest. Somebody say the disposition of supernatural rest. Part one is called strive for your rest. You see, once again, when the word of the Lord comes like this for us, especially in this year, you see, especially when an oracle of the Lord goes into dimensions and hears the mind of God, they go into that dimension and they see God. This is what you're saying. And the responsibility for us really is to see the word and bring that word into this, this, this disposition, this dispensation, pardon me, to be able to articulate, to be able to understand the word and to be able to eloquently, not just to speak it, but also to move in the truth of that word because if we're not deliberate if we're not deliberate and intentional about truly making that word reality for our life the bible says the enemy comes and he steals he comes and he he steals he steals he steals that's why understanding spiritual intelligence understanding is 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 needed necessary for us this year in order for us to be able to experience rest because you see once again if we're not ready whilst god has given us rest some of us will end up experiencing anything but rest because of the warfare that comes with the word that has come to us amen 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 you see there are four greek words that are used to describe rest in the scriptures. Four. How many? The first one, let's open the scriptures together. In fact, before I even go into that, before I go into it, the agenda, yes, I've come again. We're going to look at dissecting supernatural rest, number one. Number two, we're going to try to understand the seat of rest. Number three, we want to understand the spiritual nemesis. Nemesis, my goodness, my goodness. And we'll finish up looking at the weapons of rest. How long do I have left, please? Let me just see so I can time myself properly. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. As I said, there are four, four Greek words. The first is Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1. Let's open it together, please. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1. I'm going to go straight into it. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1. He says, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. That word rest is the word katapausis in Greek, katapausis, which means a calming of the wind. All right. It means being settled. It means a quiet resting place. There is a calming of the wind. There is a quiet resting place. There is a settling that God has purpose for us for this year. Amen. Secondly, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and 29. Let's go bit by bit, please. Yeah? Bit by bit. Okay, one at a time. Thank you so much. Yeah. Amen. Matthew chapter 11. Let's open it together. We're going to do Bible. So let's open it together, please. Matthew 11, 28 and 29. Okay, 28. Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest. That word rest is the Greek word anapausis. Anapausis. It means refreshing, intermission. It means ceasing from your work or your labor. Amen. Resting from weariness, tiredness, fatigue. Anapausis. Anapausis. We're dissecting rest. Third, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7. 
Even me, I'm opening it on my phone as well. So let's all do it together, please. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7. Chapter 1, verse 7. The Bible says, thank you so much. And to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. That word rest is the word anesis. Anesis. It means a relaxation, a loosening, relief, ease. It means peace and tranquility. If you had been experiencing so much chaos, this word is saying peace, ease, tranquility. Tranquility. Amen. And finally, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 9. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 9. Amen. Fantastic. That we just read earlier on. It says, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. I mean, that word is sabbatismus. Sabbatismus. It generally means a, a, a Sabbath rest. Rest from all your work. Rest from your toiling. Rest from your troubles. Amen. So when we now kind of bring it all together, when the word of the Lord came for us this year that this is our year of supernatural rest, really and truly, the word is saying this is our year of the calming of the wind. Is our year of your resting place. Is our year of your refreshing. Is our year of intermission. It's our year of ceasing from work or labor. It's our year of relaxation. Amen. Jamaica 2023 and all that kind of stuff, in it? Amen. Anyway, we move, we move, we move. Rest from weariness. Rest from loosening, from relief. Ease, peace, tranquility. Rest from all your work. One word. So many different meanings. Rest from all your work. Amen. 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 That's the word of the Lord for us. How do we attain this for real? How do we ensure that then this, this, this really and truly is, this has to be my experience this year. I'm not troubling. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not no, I'm not going, I'm, no, I'm not troubling myself this year. Amen. Let's go deeper a little bit. Miriam Webster Dictionary describes rest as freedom from all activity or labor. It describes it as peace of mind and, and spirit. I'm going to dissect that peace of God, you know, maybe not today, maybe one of these sessions we're going to have, but we're going to go deeper into the peace, the peace of God. Because one of the key fundamental things that the body of Christ needs is peace. 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 My goodness, peace. We'll come back to that another time by the grace of God. Online etymological dictionary. Yes, I went that deep. Yeah. The online etymological dictionary describes rest as that which anything leans for support. Things upon which something rests. So we see here that rest has an object. Rest isn't just, I'm just, I'm resting. <laughs> rest has an object. Rest is something you lean on. In order for you to take rest, you have to lean on something in order for your rest to be comfortable. Amen. Amen. Many of us are trying to lean, but we're not really leaning on the right thing. We're leaning on our, 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 our validation from our friends, and we're, we're leaning on you know, validation from our apostle, and we're leaning on validation from that partner, that guy or that woman. And God is saying, mm -mm, your priorities are a little bit warped. Come back and realign and readjust. Amen. Rest. We'll come back bit by bit, bit by bit, bit by bit. Amen. Bit by bit. Okay, you're following me. Amen. Amen. The seat of rest. The seat. The seat. When we say that, what is the seat of rest? The question is, what part of your life needs rest? What part of your life needs to experience rest? 
There are four. I've just got three here, but there are four. Your soul needs rest. My, my, my. My, my, my. My, my, my. We know we are tripartite beings. We are spirit first. We have a soul and we live in a body. Our soul is a combination of our will, your emotion, and your mind. Your mind, I'll come back to that shortly as well. Your soul, your will, my goodness, your, your emotion, your intellect, your, 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 your essence needs to experience the rest of God. Many of us were troubled by too many things, modern day Marthas, for real, troubled by too many things. You sleep but you don't rest and you're aging and you're only last small years old and you're aging and you're aging because you're not resting. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. My, 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 my. I really hear the Holy Spirit, I'm going to correct some things in these few weeks. You know, it's going to happen by the grace, grace, grace of God. Grace, grace of God. Your mind is where fortresses and strongholds are built. Many people, many people. See, we got it out there, so I'm just going to keep it moving. Your mind, your mind. We know the mind is the battleground. It's the battleground where the warfare, where the activities, where the overthinking, where the worrying, where the issues, where the soul ties and stuff like that, where they prevail. Your mind, your mind, your mind is where the stronghold works. And, it, and we know the stronghold is like an anchor. Where you drop it is where you stay. Yes, you've gone in your life, you're like 10, 20, 30 years ahead, but then it's, 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 still, it's still there. You're still there. And that anchor could be a word that was spoken to you by somebody that you trusted. That anchor. And then you start believing what that person says. Yet you're already 30 years ahead. And then you're held back by that anchor, by that stronghold in the mind. In the mind. In the mind. My goodness. My goodness. You need rest in your mind, my brothers and sisters. We need rest. Rest, rest, rest in our minds. Rest in our minds. Rest in our minds. And the agenda of Satan really is he wants to trap us in our minds. He wants you to become a slave in your mind. He wants you to be a vegetable in your mind, my, my brothers and sisters. He wants you to be trapped in your mind. Someone say, set free. Set free. That's the promise of God for you in your mind. My goodness, my goodness. Some of us need to come out of our minds. The Satan is doing his own. You're also doing your own as well in your own mind. Keeping yourself there by your own will in your mind. In your mind. You need rest in your mind. My goodness. We need rest in our minds. Because we know if you lose the war in your mind, you've lost. Goliath lost it in his mind. Because Samuel was able to penetrate that mind. And intimidate him. A small boy. Many of us are big. We're giants. We've allowed small people to intimidate us in our minds. My goodness, my goodness, this might be hard, but we'll get there by the grace of God. We will get there by the grace of God. Our minds, our minds, the Bible says the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting out arguments. Every single imagination, every single one of them, the word of the Lord is there. Amen, amen, amen. And also, 
a heart. Hey, malama shikata. The heart. Hey, kasharaba. The word heart is the, it's the Greek word cardia. It is the essence. You see, we know the word heart and soul are kind of used intermingled interchangeably in the scriptures. But the heart really and truly is the center of your being. The Bible said, watch your heart. For out of it comes all, all the issues of life. Everything that pertains to you today is a result of your heart. That which comes out of your heart is what we see. The Bible said, as the water reflects the face, so a man's heart reflects the man. My sister, your heart needs rest. Do you know why? Because it is in your mind and through your mind that everything's come. Everything come, pardon me. Everything, joy comes through the mouth, pardon me, through the heart, through the heart, okay? It is through your heart that joy comes. Through your heart, your desire comes. Affections, your perceptions, your thoughts, your understanding, your conscience, your intentions, your purpose, your will, your faith is a matter of the heart. That's why the Bible said that with the heart you believe unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made, what? Unto salvation. You are here today if you're truly saved because you first believed in your heart. Memory is also a fruit of the heart. I'm saying all of these things, joy, desire, affection, perception, thoughts, understanding, your conscience, your intention, your will, your purpose. I'm listing it down for you because these are things the enemy is going to attack. It's not a curse. I promise you, it's not. It's not. So you have to mount guard and be ready this year. Amen. 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 My goodness, the soul needs rest. The heart needs to experience rest. Your mind needs to experience the rest of the Lord this year. And of course, your body. Amen. Your body. Your body. Some of us are just busy bodies, generally. Generally. We just need to calm down and relax a little bit. All day working, working, working. Calm down. If you need to sleep, sleep. If you need to sleep, if you need to eat, if you need to rest... If you need to read a book, chill and calm down. You need it this year. You need it. For some of us, it's not that the enemy is after us. For real, it's not really. We just need to rest. Make an attempt and to, to just chill and rest. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. We're getting there bit by bit, bit by bit, bit by bit, by the grace of God. Amen. So once again, the soul needs rest. The mind needs rest. And of course, the heart needs rest. But here's another point. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse, not verse 10, it says, pardon me, verse 11, it says, strive to enter that rest. That's what I'm getting at today. Strive to enter that rest. You see, rest is not static. Rest is a result. Rest is an effect. Rest, believe it or not, can be an end sometimes. What that means is that it won't just come. You see, rest has been spoken, but you have something to do in order for you to be able to enter into truly the rest of the Lord. That's why the Bible says strive. The word is spodazo. It means make every attempt. It means be diligent to do it. It means whatever it takes you, do it. Make sure you enter that rest. So it's your responsibility to enter into the rest of the Lord not apostles or pastor T's it's your responsibility it is our it is my responsibility to make sure I enter into that rest but surely it won't just come easily 
one of my favorite scriptures that I probably quote all the time. You know, the Bible says that, you know, from the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffer violence and then the violent people must take it. You see, there are certain things in the spirit that you have to enforce compliance. Listen, you have to enforce it for yourself. It won't just come. You have to take the tools, the necessary equipment the Lord has given you and make it work, whether they like it or not. Some of us will become victims. Victims. Why? Because we're not appropriating all the equipments and the tools the Lord has given us to be able to enter into the peace, into the calm, into the rest of the Lord. Spudazzle. Strive. Strive, strive, strive to enter that rest. Strive, be eager to enter into that rest. It is your responsibility. I'm not here to dazzle. I'm here to make sure we understand. Amen. Amen. Let's check into the scriptures one more time. Ephesians chapter, chapter 6 verse 10. Let's all read it together please. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Thank you. Finally, my brethren. Okay, we got it. Amen. Be strong and do namur in the power, Kratos, of his might, Iskos. And means gather your strength, gather it, empower yourself in the in the Kratos, in the dominion of God's might, of his power. Gather your strength in the dominion of his might. What's the next verse, please? In the dominion of his might and put on, NDO, put on the whole armor, panoplia, the whole armor of the Lord. Put on the whole armor, the whole armor. Let's keep going. That you may be able to stand against the wiles. I'll come back to that shortly. Let's go to verse 12, please. I want to share something really, really important with us. The Bible said that for we do not wrestle. Someone say wrestle. The word wrestle is the Greek word pale. Someone say pale. Which is a derivative of the word palestra. Someone say palestra. Palestra and pale have the same roots. I'm getting some. Just bear with me. Bear with me, please. You see, back in the ancient Greek cities, right? They usually have what we call gyms. Someone say gym. Yeah? The, the word pale means combat. It means conflict. Right, and in the gym they had back in the day, right? They had theaters. Obviously, they had all these different, you know, um, what's it called, activities taking place. But then they have a gym, and usually next to the gym, or even inside the gym, was a separate place called the palestra. Now, I'm sharing this because you see, when Paul said that to the Ephesians, when he says, "For we do not wrestle," they knew exactly what he was talking about. Contextually, they knew what wrestle meant. Now, in the palestra. Three different activities took place. They had boxing, one. They had wrestling, two. And they had another crazy sport called pancration. Pancration, I know. It's a sport. It's so gruesome that it's not even, <laughs> it's been discontinued today, right? With the boxing, every single person who went into the, into, into the palestra, they went there and they fought naked, right? With the boxing, they had straps with nails on top of them, like 16 inch straps with nails on them. So everybody who took part in the boxing, they knew that, listen, you're about to fight the fight of your life. So you'll see people in the palestra, nose broken, face torn, ears ripped off, eyes gouged out by the palestra. 
by the activity that took place in the palestra. Now, here's the worst thing about it, though. Here's, here's the crazy thing about it. That's just stage one. If you were able to win, and listen, these people, they don't just fight. They fight until death. You either, because the goal and the aim of the activity in the palestra is kill or be killed. Or get your guy to submit whatever it takes. They fought naked because they didn't want anything to stop them from fighting in the palestra. Amen. That's just boxing. That's the first stage. If you were able to, by the grace of God, win that round with practically your body broken and battered and bruised, then you go to the next stage called the wrestling stage. Listen, in the wrestling stage, anything goes. They broke bones. They did. Broke bones. They make you submit. In fact, my goodness, there was a story about a man who was fighting in the, I think it was the boxing part actually, fighting to the point where he was hit so bad on his face that all his tooth came out. But rather, listen, that's not even the worst part. Rather than spit it out and accept defeat, he swallowed it all and he kept fighting. That's how bad it was in the palestra. Like I said, in the wrestling stage, they broke bones. They did whatever they had to do. They will pull out nails, your nail, they'll pull it out. Agony, agony until you submit. Anything goes. There were rules, little minimal rules, but generally speaking, the aim is get your opponent to submit in the palestra. That's the second stage though. That's the second stage. If you were able <laughs> to win the wrestling stage, after winning the boxing, by the time you get to the wrestling stage, you're practically already like, you know, maimed anyway, and you finally win the wrestling stage, so you're practically dead, to be honest with you. Now you have to go through the third. This is the Champions League. Champions, the, pal the Pancration is the worst of the worst. People went with satchels of rocks. They went with clubs. In the Pancration sport, by the time you win that one, truly, you're that person. You have arrived. You have arrived for real. That's why, listen, so when Paul said, for we wrestle, his audience knew exactly what he was talking about. And you know what? When, the Paul, when Paul said that to us today, we should have understanding of what that word means. Because Satan ain't joking about. He's ready to break your heads, break your bones, snap your fingers, destroy you and your family and your generations to come. He ain't playing about. It's not playing. It's not playing, it's not playing, it's not playing at all. And the issue, the issue is the church. Many people in the church are broken, they are battered, they are bruised, their face are torn, their ears are ripped, their tooth are broken. Some of them are even swallowed their tooth, it doesn't matter, I don't care. My point is that many people are broken, battered and bruised in the church. Because we're fighting a war that we don't even know that we're fighting. Some of us have just small understanding of the warfare that we're fighting. And when the word came, that's guys, this is a year of supernatural rest. You've already been beaten and battered. You now think you just now chill. Oh, yes, I'm in rest. My sister, that's not true. No, uh, uh, uh. That's what I said. For your rest, you have to enforce it. For your rest, you have to take it by force. For your rest, you have to catalambano. The word is you take it by force. Amen. You take it by force. It won't just come. 
you have to enforce, enforce, the, enforce it for yourself. Amen. That's why you say when apostle come and when we come and we're praying and we're like, come on, come on. We know what we're talking about because we know that it's not, you're not just going to get it by just sitting down willy-nilly, just there, here. Mm -mm. It's not going to work like that for you. It's not going to work like that. So when we say you should pray, we know why we're telling you to pray because we want to help you take back what belongs to you. Not just for you, but for your generations to come. Because it rests on you. It relies on you now. There are some battles that you need to fight for your children. You're not just going to get it just sitting down, eating, eating crisps. No, it's not going to happen. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. No, 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 no. We need understanding. 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 Once again, the pancration. My goodness. We are not even in the boxing stage anymore. We're not in the wrestling stage either. We are in the pancration stage when the enemy is ready to kill us. The Bible says in John 10:10, 10, 10, his aim is to steal, to kill, and to what? Destroy. It's not to pet you on your back. No, my sisters. No, 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 no. In your job, you're the best person there. You work and you work all of a sudden issues. You're thinking, why? 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 What did I do? You don't know what's working against you, my sister, my brother. You don't know. You don't know. You're sleeping and every day is bad dreams. Every day, bad dreams. Come on. Come on. You need to rise. 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 If all you do this year is understand how to face the war and how to win the war, you've won. You've won. You've won. You really have won. We're tired of the word of the Lord coming for you and you're experiencing the complete opposite every year. Last year, miracles, signs, wonders, but what did you experience? Issues, chaos, wahala, all the time. Why? 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 No, seriously, why? We need to rise. Rest won't just come. Mm -mm. That's why the Bible says strive for your rest. Also, let's go back to verse 12, Ephesians 6, 12, please. Thank you so much. Ephesians chapter 3, you were there. Fantastic. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Principalities, authorities, powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness. Wickedness. Many of us, we lack spiritual understanding of spiritual warfare and our actual nemesis. If you understand your nemesis, you'll be praying 24 hours a day. Literally, for real. Let's, let's break it down a little bit. Wrestle. Let's go back to verse, um, verse 10 again, please. Verse 10 again. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me bring it back a little bit, please. Verse 10. Verse 11, please. Sorry, verse 11. The Bible says, put on the full, the whole armor that you may be able to stand, to stand, to stand. He's the mind to stand, to be edified, to be empowered, to stand, to stand, to resist where necessary. Why? Against the wiles. What does that word even mean? Wiles. The Greek is methodia. That means the schemes, the agenda, the activities, the strategies of hell to stand, to resist them. To stand, to stand, my goodness, against the agenda of the devil. To stand, my brothers and my sisters, this year you have to stand. You have to stand. Enough is enough of being defeated all the time. You have to stand, stand against the schemes of the enemy. Amen. Verse 12, please. Who are these nemesis that we have, the spiritual nemesis that we encounter, that we face? On a day-to-day, -day, even whilst you're sleeping, there's still beef in you. Against principalities. The word is archie in Greek. Archie. Someone say archie. 
These are chiefs of demons, chief demons, magistrates, principalities, rulers, authority. They are, they are, they are authoritative demons. High ranking, territory specific. Think about it this way. The UK government, the prime minister is of course the, the head and he has what? Cabinet ministers. These are the secretaries of states. Secretary of State for health, for foreign affairs, for so on and so forth. Archies are pretty much like that. They get the power, obviously, from their, from their big, um, big boss. And then they have territorial powers. They are principalities. Principalities and demons. They are specific and territory-based. In the UK, for example, there is a principality in the UK managing and ensuring that the gospel is frustrated in the UK. In the UK. And the second, powers. The word is exousia. These are authorities, delegated authorities. They collect their powers from the principalities and they're given the ability to go and to run rampage in the nations. And once again, they are wicked. Wicked, wicked, wicked. Spiritual authorities. The third is rulers. The word is cosmocrator. <sighs> My goodness. <sighs> Military organized demons. <clears throat> My goodness. They have organized power. The word cosmos, where we get the word earth, which speaks of organized structure. And crater speaks of power, dominion. Organized powers, organized dominion against us. <sighs> My, mind. My, my. They, they are honest. Their power is organized and honest. Listen, guys, don't think demons aren't trained. They are. Don't think demons aren't structured. They are. Satan has battalions. He has garrisons of demons. These are what we call the rulers. They don't care about your lineage. They don't care about the call of God on your lives. They don't care. Military, organized. That's why you have a battalion of the spirit of cancer. A battalion of the spirit of lust. A battalion of the spirit of fear. A battalion, 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 billions and billions. We need to know this. It's important. And they're coming for the church. But where's the church? Where are we? Where are we? We're still fighting ourselves. We're still harboring anger and offense, not realizing the actual enemy that we're facing. My, my. Are we learning something? Yes. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Spiritual host of wickedness. Pneumaticus paneria. My goodness. It means these are insidious demons. These are powerful demons. They are demons of iniquity. My goodness, malice, foul, they are dangerous, dangerous. Once again, they don't care. They don't care. Our spiritual nemesis hampering, fighting against our rest. Fighting against our rest. And we have to be ready. We have to be equipped. Amen. We have to be equipped, amen. Once again, the assignment is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. My goodness. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Thank you, Jesus. My goodness. Despite all of that, 
God is for us. My God. That the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Pulling down of strongholds, the weapons of our warfare are no carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Pulling down of strongholds, spiritual attacks. Spiritual attacks. You see, most now that we understand the organogram, which means the order of these demonic ranks and rankings, spiritual attacks makes a little bit more sense. I want to break that down for us a little bit. I want to give us a definition of spiritual attacks. Now we know the enemy, the nemesis. We now see what they do. A spiritual attack is a series of events concocted. Let me come out of your way a little bit. Series of events concocted and coordinated by hell. I.e. Satan, the demonic realms, principalities, altars, curses, covenants, etc. With the aim to abort our promises. Frustrate a believer. Distort our identity. Shipwreck our faith. Oppress the believer and stall our destiny. My goodness. The ultimate goal is that we may remain in a perpetual state of defeat until we die. Hallelujah. Fantastic. Thank you so much. That's the agenda of hell, to ultimately stall our destiny. Wow, it's a lot, isn't it? Well, it's okay. Nothing to be afraid of at all. We are already victorious in Christ. We are more than victorious in Christ. Amen. Amen. Eight indices of spiritual attacks. How do you know? Or rather, before I even go into that part, what are the eight things that spiritual attacks actually, what, what do they aim to do for us or in our lives? Number one, spiritual attacks aims to cause delay. Delay, so that we are always playing catch-ups every single time. Spirit of delay, is, is it always you? All your friends have already gone ahead of you, but you're still there. Spirit of delay, they are de delay. See, any time you experience or you feel, oh, gosh, delay, it's an attack. It's an attack. Number two, they aim to prevent. Prevent you so that you will not receive what the Lord has in store for you. They will keep you delayed and they will prevent it until you die. So you don't walk in the reality of the purpose of God for your life. Preventing. Number three, to limit you. Limit you so that you remain below par all the time. Living a life of mediocrity all the time. Limitation. Number three, to incapacitate you. Spiritual intelligence. To incapacitate you. Why? So you will not be able to attain anything that's good in life. They want to frustrate you, frustrate you, so you will ultimately give up and walk as a failure. My goodness. They want you to be stagnant, to stagnate you, so that you will never experience or advance in life. Hmm. They want to deprive you of everything that the Lord has planned and purposed for your life so that you're always living from hand to mouth. The devil is a liar. Thunder fire the devil. Honestly speaking. 
My goodness. Devil and all his generations, thunder, fire, all of them. My goodness. My, no, 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 for real. Listen, we have to be militant, militant, militant. And also, they want to intimidate you, intimidate you, so that you, feel, you don't feel worthy. Ah, my goodness. To intimidate you, so you don't feel worthy of everything God has for you. Spiritual attacks. Hmm. My goodness. Are we learning? Spiritual attacks. We're talking about rest. We're talking about rest. Before we enter into that rest, we have to go through this process. By the grace of the wise master builder, we'll build it for you bit by bit until you understand it. Amen. Amen. And what are the 12 signs that you are under attack? Number one, you feel discouraged, defeated, and depressed. Attack. Two, lost of spiritual desire. You don't want to read your Bible anymore. You don't want to pray. You just don't want to pray. You just can't be asked. They talk about Bible like what? But you spend all your time watching EastEnders. <laughs> you know the latest story, the latest plot on Real Housewives. <laughs> Debbie watches it as well, to be honest. Wait as well, as well. <laughs> we move. <laughs> she loves it. From Potomac to Ikeja to all of them. It as well. It as well, it as well. She'll get me later, it as well. Anyway, physical, <laughs> physical fatigue, physical fatigue or sickness or mal malice. Yeah? Doubting God's presence, doubting God's love for you. How do I know I'm under attack? These are things you need to be mindful of moving forward. Amen. Negative or disturbing thought life. Mm. Thinking about going back to Egypt. Ah, back then when I was in Egypt, life was so good. Whilst I, I had this, I, I didn't have to care. I didn't have to think about this. But now, Apostle said, I have to now leave this. Oh, Father Lord. Let me just go back. To, listen, when Moses and the people, when they were on, in the wilderness, that's what they kept talking about. Back then in Egypt, we had food. Back in Egypt, we had everything we needed. Can you imagine that warped mindset? When God is advancing, but yet you want to stay behind. Battling with feelings of guilt, condemnation, and shame. When the Bible already tells you, you're not condemned. Genuine distractions from the purpose of God for your life. How do you know you're under attack? Feelings of rejection. Belonging and loneliness. You can be alone but not lonely. Two different things. Loneliness is a posture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes to be alone is good for you. Those that are not married yet, trust me, enjoy your singleness. Trust me, enjoy your singleness. Yes, aspire to be married, but enjoy and make the most of your now. Don't be in a hurry to get married, all of you. I'm looking at you. Don't be in a hurry. On a real, seriously, take it. And, and I'm sure every married person here will agree with me. Yeah. I lie. <laughs> Enjoy your sin because we will face many troubles. Many troubles. But true say, get married on a real. It's an amazing thing. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. We bless God. Amen. Confusion over what you believe. Ah, oh, gosh. This is where doubts and unbelief starts to come. 
When the word of the Lord has come for you, but then, oh, do I even believe this? Oh, am I even deserving of this? Oh, God, God, God. Attack. It's an attack. It's an attack. Strong urge to quit your assignment. This is a big thing. It's a big thing. A urge to quit the purpose, the call, your assignment. You just can't be bothered anymore. Procrastination sets in. Oh, well, sometime I'll get into that. If the Lord allows me, I'll do it. No. No. A thousand times no. 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 No, 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 no. Do you know how many people are waiting for you to enter into your purpose? If apostle never said, yes, Lord, would we all be here? You can't allow the enemy to rob you of your purpose. You can't do that. You can't even afford to start thinking, maybe I should just leave it now. No, no, no. No, let someone else do it. You know what God is calling you to do. You know it. You see it. You dream it. You hear it. You know. But where are you? Where? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Hmm. And finally, procrastination. Procrastination towards your spiritual disciplines. Your Bible study life. Your fasting life. Oh, I can't be asked to fast today. Procrastination. Anytime you start to procrastinate, especially as it pertains to spiritual disciplines, is an attack. Because he knows, the devil knows that if you don't do those things, you're powerless. Yeah, and when you're powerless, you become a victim. My goodness. Ultimately, let me give you another trick. I want, it's not even part of this, right? Ultimately, the, the devil... Sorry, guys. Ultimately, the enemy has three to four key, how can I put it? It's key um, strategy, strategy. Number one is deceit, to deceive us, to deceive us, deceit. Number two is guilt. He uses guilt to attack the body of Christ, guilt. Number three is ignorance. If you don't know, the Bible says that the eyes is the lamp of the body. But if the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So ignorance is darkness. Because he knows that when you know, the moment you know, you're free. Because God is light. In him there is no darkness. And he's our light of life. Jesus said, I am the light of life. Those who believe in me, they will never walk in darkness, but they will experience the light of life. My goodness. We move because of time. Amen. Are we blessed? Amen. Amen. We're still talking about, we're just, we just brought down spiritual attacks. So when they come, know. Thank you. Recognize when they come. Be ready. For them to come. Mount guard. Empower yourself. My goodness. And I'm going to talk on that before we close. I'm going to talk about our weapons of rest. Amen. Our weapons of rest. This is going to blow your mind and change your life forever. Let's pray in the Holy Spirit for the next few seconds. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. You see, when we're talking about a weapon, we've got to take it back to ancient Roman soldiers. Right? The reason, because if you look back at the scripture again in verse, you know, Ephesians 6, 10, 11, and 12, it says, put on your own armor. You see, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8, 
Thessalonians' first one is the first book that Paul wrote in the Bible. He wrote it, and after that, he, now, he wrote Ephesians many, many years after he wrote 1 Thessalonians. Now, the first time he said, actually, let's read it. Let's read it together, please. Yeah, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. Pardon me, sorry. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8. Pardon me. Thank you so much. First Thess- Do we have it? Can we get it? Thank you so much. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8. I want to paint a little picture before we close, and we pray. We're going to pray. Amen. Amen. In that scripture, Paul alluded a little bit to spiritual weapons. He says, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, of, 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 um, helmet the hope of salvation. This was Paul's initial revelation, right, about the whole armor of God. But when we go back to Ephesians chapter 6 now, please. Thank you so much, media. Ephesians chapter 6, he had spent time deep diving, understanding. He now has a better, more clearer revelation of a spiritual armor. Let's go to verse 11 and 12, please. Sorry, verse 13. Verse 13, please. Thank you so much. It says, therefore, therefore, Diatauto says, in light of all of what you've heard, in light of knowing about the tax, about knowing about you know principalities and demons, so on and so forth, in light of all of this, therefore, he says, take up, take this now, once again, once again, it's our responsibility. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. When all of those things I've just mentioned right now happens, or you see them about to happen, or you wake up in the morning, you get some sort of bad news, that's an evil day. That's an evil day. Whenever anything happens that is not in line with the will of God, with the purpose of God, it's an evil day. And it's not a curse. We will experience evil days. That's just life. That's a result of this warped, you know, futile world. Okay? It will happen. That's why Paul says, take up your whole armor that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand. That means that having put everything on and then you're strategically positioned and you're rooted and grounded, you will stand nothing's going to move you. You'll be like the tree planted by the river of water, immovable by any shaking wind of the enemy. Amen. Verse 14, please. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, media. God bless you guys. He says, stand, therefore. Stand. Akua, stand. David, stand. Ayo, stand. Stand, stand, stand. 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 Don't you dare fall. Stand. Don't you dare allow the enemy to trip you. Stand. Stand. That's the word for somebody here today. Stand. How dare you fall when you have the grace of God upon your life? How dare you? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. The instruction is stand. Not fall. Dare you stand. How dare you fall? No, seriously. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. How dare you fall? How dare you? Ah! The church has everything. We have the power. And yet, willy-nilly, willy-nilly, enemy just eating us for lunch. How dare us? Come on. God is just there thinking, ah, my goodness, hey, this is my child. See what I've given him. Why? Why? It's not God's responsibility. It's you have to appropriate all he's given you. God help us as a church. Having girded your waist with truth, 
having put on the breastplate of righteousness, verse 15 please, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, 16 please, above all taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. I will break this down for us, how long do I have please? Okay, I've got, got enough time, praise God. All right, and next one, please. Final one, I'm going to look at. Sorry, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And 18, final one, please. Uh, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all preservation and supplication for all the saints. Let's go back again. So sorry, let's go back again, please. All right, now, back to my slides, please. You see, a Roman soldier, right? And we have to adopt the mindset of a Roman soldier this year if we're truly going to experience the peace and the rest of the Lord. A Roman soldier, before they went into, before they even become a soldier, they have to go through gruesome training. That's the first information for you to know, all right? Now, the word panoplia means the full, the complete armor. What does that mean for a Roman soldier? You see, in essence, a Roman soldier had seven key equipment they wear on their body, the armor they wear, all right? Technically, they're like, maybe there are more than seven, but there are seven main ones. They have the first of all, they have a, a loin. Let's go into it, please, a loin. Let's go to the next, next slide, please. Now, the armor of a soldier is either for offense or for defense, all right? The first one is a belt. It's called a loin belt, loin belt that a soldier has to wear. Now, the great thing about this is the word is perizonimai. Now, it means to fasten, to, to, to buckle, to equip yourself, right? The loin belt is the most important item that a soldier has. The most important item a soldier has, right? And with the belt, see, let me just quickly show you guys something. You see, on this side of the belt, the soldier will hang his sword, right? On the other side, the soldier will hang his shield. On the back, the soldier will hang a, a, a backpack in there, right? If anything falls, the soldier is disequipped, ill-equipped to fight. Amen. Not just that. The loin bear also has lance, they call it, right? The purpose of this is to protect the soldier's private area, right? If ever the soldier gets kicked really badly in there, it could be incapacitated or he could be stopped from producing in the future or reproducing in the future, if you know what I'm trying to say, all right? That's why the loin belt protects not just the loins of the, of the soldier, but the belt also is the most important item. The belt, ladies and gentlemen, is truth. Truth, truth. The word is aliteya. It means corresponding to reality. Divine truth of God about your destiny, about your life, about your purpose. The belt is also the logos, the word of the Lord. I say that deliberately. The logos, the Bible. Truth about the word of the Lord. That's what you need this year. Truth about the Lord's word for your life. For you to experience peace, you need truth. The word of the Lord has come for you this year. Rest, that's also your truth. Amen. Next slide, please. So the belt, the belt of truth, is the first piece of weapon that the soldier has. If the soldier loses that belt, if you lose your belt, the devil is a liar. Make sure you have that belt. Don't just have it, put it on. 
Don't just put it on, strap it tight. Let that belt guide you every day. At work, if your colleague or your manager starts saying certain things, ah, I am a child of God. The second is the breastplate of righteousness. Now, the breastplate is both offensive and defensive, actually. Let me explain to you. You see, the breastplate covers just not just the front, but also the back. Also the sides as well. That's why, see, and that word is, is, is thorax. It means shield that covers, that protects also your heart. Protects your heart. The breastplate, see, righteousness, the kaiosai means right standing with God. Many people feel condemned because they doubt their standing with God. Huh. We love our parents. We love them. We honor our parents. Some of them say a word and that word penetrates the heart. It may not be a positive word, unfortunately, but then you believe it and then your, your, your sense of righteousness is, is, is hampered and it's dampened because of, of, of a word that was spoken. The Bible says breastplates of righteousness. Nobody can take the love of God from you. Nobody can take the peace of God from you. Nobody can take your right standing with God. Nobody. Amen. Another thing about the breastplate is that because the breastplates are generally quite shiny, whenever an enemy sees the breastplate from afar, because of the shiny, because it's so shiny, it blinds them. Yeah, it blinds them. That's how the breastplate can be a form of attack as well for the soldier, right? That's why your righteousness can blind the devil. Your righteousness, believe you're righteous. Understand you're righteous. Walk in your righteousness. Don't let the enemy lie to you about who you are. Please, please. There are some of us that the enemy is having conversations Telling us certain things, lies here and there. You will never make, look at you, you will die soon. Look at you, look at your health. A devil is a liar. Don't have it. Don't have it. Mm -mm. The breastplate of righteousness. The next one, please. The next one, please. Ah, amazing one. The shoes. I said, shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You see, a Roman soldier's shoes are built differently. As you can see, they have spikes on the bottom. The purpose so that is they, when they stand, they stand strong. Listen, they stand strong. They stand strong. Nothing anybody can say to a soldier can move the soldier. Why? He's standing. As you can see the bottom of it. Spikes. If the soldier kicks you with that, teeth, teeth all gone. For real. See, that's the weapon we have. If you kick the enemy with your shoes... Oh, my goodness. The word is hippodeo. It means to underbind, to bind under oneself. Listen, walk, shod yourself. Bind yourself with your shoes of peace. Be ready. You see, peace also is, is I'm going to break this down once again in the, next, in the next few weeks, but for now, peace, irene speaks of tranquility. Peace in the midst of chaos. Peace of prosperity. It could be turbulent, boisterous around you, but you have the peace of God. Amen. This is what God has given you. When anything happens, remember this. Come back and watch this video again. This is what God has given you. Peace. Preparation of the gospel of peace. It means you to yourself as well. Be an agent of peace. It's not everyday fight, people. 
It's not every day be a problematic person. It's no, it's not every day. It's a two-way thing. Walk in peace. Bible said, as much as it depends on you, live in peace with your neighbor. Be an agent of peace. Be an agent of peace. In this church, be an agent of peace. Please, please, be an agent of peace. Next one, please. Are we learning? Amen, amen. You see, the footwear of the soldiers, not just the shoes. This is what they call the grieve. All right, it's like an armor they wear to protect their, 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 their legs as well. Do you know why? Because the soldier is expected to walk through thorny and stony places. When he walks through, he's protected by the grief, so he doesn't get any form of spikes or any, any blisters on his legs. Amen. The next one, please. Ah, this one's called Manika. They also have some sort of guard on their hands to help them as they swing. Or just in case an enemy hits them with a knife or a sword that protects them, as you can see. That's called the Manika. All of this we have. The next one, please. Because of time. Ah, amazing. The shield of faith. The shield of faith. The shield, you see, the Bible says... Above all, put on the shield of faith that you may be able to withstand every fiery dart of the enemy. Yes, that's the thing. Before a soldier becomes a soldier, when they become a soldier, they are measured, right? And once they're measured, they have like, it's like the word theorist is like a door, proper door. They are measured and based on their measurement, they build a shield that fits their perpendicular shapes, right? Properly, right? So that the shield covers the person properly. That's the first thing. Secondly, you see, whenever, see, the enemy have arrows. It's amazing, really, when you think about it. They have arrows that, the arrowheads, once they, they shoot the arrow, the arrowhead, when, they, when, when he hits the shield or he hits the soldier, it combusts, Right? Yeah, it combusts, right? And there are chemicals that causes some sort of, you know, chaos to the soldier that comes from the, the arrowhead. But here's the thing. Whenever the soldier dips the shield inside water, believe it or not, right? Inside water and they pull it out, the, the, the surface of the shield bubbles up a little bit. So whenever the arrow comes to the soldier and the soldier shields it, it bounces off the shield, that we may be able to quench every fiery darts of, of, of Satan, of the devil. Whenever the arrow comes, <clears throat> your shield of faith. Faith is your shield. What is faith? Conviction in the person. Conviction in the love. Conviction in the truth. Conviction in the character. Conviction in the essence of God for you. Every action we take that is based on a conviction of God, that action is called faith. Whenever the enemy tries it, because you know that you are already protected by God. Listen, I'm amazed about a story of a man called Smith Wigglesworth. One of my inspiration, general, general of God. I love studying about generals, to be honest. But anyway, we move, right? There was a time when Smith woke up in the middle of the night. He saw the devil face to face. Guess what he said? Oh, is that you? That's it. Shield of faith. The devil must have been mad seeing that. How dare you sleep on me and I'm here trying to kill you. 
See, when you know who you are, when you know what you carry, why must you be afraid? Some of us were just scared of backlash all the time. Why? 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 Because you're not putting on your shield of faith. Listen to this. Your shield protects you and your family. Your shield protects you and your lineage, your posterity. Your shield is what your entire family needs. Every time I pray, our Lord, shield of faith over my entire family, even my church. Listen, anyone connected to you can benefit from your shield. You are the access. You are the gate. For real. Utilize your shield. It's a shield of faith for a reason. Your faith must not fail this year, my brothers. Your faith must not fail this year, my sisters. It must not. It must not. You must make sure it doesn't. Your responsibility. One or two more before we pray. What's the next one, please? Thank you so much. The helmet. Perikephalea. It protects your head. protects your mind. The helmet, you see, let me show you another thing as well. The helmet is so strategically positioned as well. Look at this image on the bottom. It doesn't just have the side to protect the ears. Also, this protects the neck of the, of the soldier. Why? Because soldiers have axes. Enemies have axes. They can come behind you and try to just get you from your neck. That protects the soldier. Your helmet of salvation. You see, your salvation has everything you need. Your salvation has peace. Your salvation has joy. Your salvation has healing. Your salvation has hope. Your salvation has every single spiritual blessings that you have in Christ. Packaged in your salvation. Don't you dare allow the enemy to take that from you. Your helmet of salvation also protects your mind. Next one, please. You're almost done. The sword of the Spirit. Up until now, we've been speaking about defensive weapons. This is one of our attacking weapons. Bible calls it a double-edged sword. Do you know why? Because God first gives you that sword. It's the word of God. When you now partner with the Holy Spirit, and God has given you a word, and you speak that word, it's both you and God that are talking. That's the double-edged sword. The word of God on your lips is God talking. And that's the remma of the Lord, the remma word. The logos is the defensive weapon. The remma is an offensive weapon. When you speak the word of God, my goodness, thunder fire the enemy. Seriously, that's why Jesus Christ gave us that as a template. When the enemy started to tempt him, all he gave back was the word of God. Why? That is a sword. It's a sword. Numa, Holy Spirit. The sword is the word of the Lord. Use it. Know the word for yourself. Listen, if you're empty, the enemy will attack your ignorance. If you're empty, the enemy will come for your lack of knowledge. Know the word. Make it your responsibility this year to eat as much of God's word as you can. Memorize the scripture every day if you can. Eat it. Regurgitate it until it becomes life in you. And whenever you need it, even though you may have forgotten really, whenever you need it, it will come. Guaranteed, 100%. You may have forgotten it, but when it's needed, it will come. Because the Holy Spirit will bring it back to your remembrance. Amen. And the final one or two. Final See, this one is hidden in the scriptures, actually. This one here, when it says, praying 
with all prayers. You see, the, the lance, they call it, the, um, the, a, a Roman soldier has. The lance is generally, it's like a spear. It's a javelin. Prayer is your spear. Prayer is your javelin. Amen. So whenever the enemy tries it, use your lance. The lance is usually like, it's really long. It's really, really long. It's something that the enemy can use, well, pardon me, the soldier can use and throw him and hit the enemy from a distance. You have that from now. Don't wait for him to come close to you. Throw it now. Thunder fire the devil. Throw it now. Throw it now. Throw it now. Throw it now. Listen, start throwing it now. My sister, wake up in the middle of the night and throw your javelin. Wake up at 3 a.m. and throw that javelin. They will never come near you. Ever. Ever. He says, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? When he sees you throwing it, trust me, he will know you. When he sees you throw, he will have no choice but to reckon with you and your lineage. Some of us, we need to stop it. Get up. Get up and stop being lazy. Pray. Throw your javelin. Amen. Amen. My goodness. And when we've put all that on, the next and final slide, please. Once we've put all that on, this is our posture in the realm of the spirit. My goodness. Tell me how an enemy would want to come and kill this person, this believer. You have your shield, your helmet, your breastplate, your, your, your greaves, your shoes, your sword, your spear. You're ready for war. You see, that's what the Bible now said. That after all you've done, all you have done. The word is rest. That word is rest. Now you can rest. Now you can sleep easy. Let's rise to our feet. Hallelujah. 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 Let's begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. We'll leave this image on for now because I want us to pray into this image. This is what it means to fight, strive for your rest. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray into that word. However, the Lord leads you to pray over what you have just heard for the next few minutes. Just pray, pray, ask for grace, Lord. Give me grace, Lord. Lord, give me grace, Lord. Help me, Lord. As I've heard this word, oh God, help me, oh God, to truly, Lord, put on my armor, to truly put on my armor, to truly put on my armor. So I will stop being torn by the enemy. Pray, 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 pray. Obtain grace, obtain grace, obtain grace, obtain grace. Lord, I receive grace to put 
honor, my breastplate of righteousness to shield my waist with truth. Lord, I obtain grace, Lord, to put on my shoes, to prepare myself with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Lord, help me, Lord, empower me, Lord, to man God, to man God, to stand, to be stronger. To put on my shield, my shield, my shield, so the enemy will not come near me or any and every member of my family. I put on my shield of faith in the name of Jesus. I put on my helmet of salvation, Lord. I refuse to doubt my healing in you, Lord. I receive, I walk in the fullness of the blessing of salvation upon my life, oh God. I take everything that pertains to me. I lambano everything that pertains to me, Lord. In the name of Jesus, me and my family, we are shielded by God. And the sword of the spirit, Lord, I will eat your word, Lord, I will live your word, Lord, I will memorize your word, it will become life to me, Lord. I obtain grace, Lord, I obtain grace, Lord, I obtain grace, Lord, to know your word, reveal your word to me, Lord, reveal yourself to me in your word, Lord, let your word parambulate every part of my body, let your word parambulate every part of my soul let your word take all my shakata let your word be preeminent in my life oh god i receive the javelin of prayer the lance of prayer just a couple more minutes pray 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 Yes, Lord, we give you all the praise. Amen. You want to stretch your hands and pray for Ayo. He has poured, he has released. Ayo, want to come? He has poured, he has, he has released. Pray that the Lord himself will cover him and his family. Teaching on spiritual gift or spiritual warfare. It's beyond just word, but he has released. Pray for him. Pray for his family. That a weapon of hell will not come now with swelling. That he's blessed of the Lord. We'll come against accusations. Yes, Lord, we come against accusation. Raso pregabadosa. Libra nananoso pagada. Praying in the spirit. Edada. Beliyanonso, beliyanonso. Fregadeso pragada, darabagada. Larike prakoso padagada. Release your words, church, and pray. 
There has been exposure. He's exposed the works of hell. Come on. You've got 60 more seconds. Open up your mouth and release your word. And do I catios. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Pray. 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 We'll give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. I'm not preaching here. Keep standing. Keep standing. I'm, I'm dropping this mic in a few minutes. If one minute, keep standing. Lift. Go back to the to the slide to the to the guy with the armor. I, I want to show you something. Can I get a text on that? Oh, it's not possible. Uh, Ephesians six ten. If not, just give me the text only and come back to this slide again. Ephesians 16. Skip start. I want to show you something. Endo kai auto panalopia. I will show you something, what this means in a moment. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Keep going. There are two words. The most important, everything is taught two words. Enduo and kai. These two words in the Greek are together. It's called panop- panlopia. These two words from the word pan and oplos. The word pan is the word complete. The word oplos is instrument. Go back to the slide again. If you miss one, you're defeated. It is not just putting on armors, it's the whole. If you miss one, the enemy wins the war. Actually, when you are recruited as a Roman soldier, they give you this full package. It is not itinerant. It's not one after the other. You cannot fight with the entire thing and miss one out. Are you hearing me? Your victory is not just putting on an armor. It's the whole armor. Are you hearing me, church? Pass or plan. The whole armor. So your victory is not predicated on how much you know about the armors. But the whole, somebody said the whole armor. So your victory is only victorious when you put everything together. So that, you know me see one. But I say every time, there is something that is not here. There is something that is not here. You want to know what? There is nothing for the back. So when you get into warfare, there is no going back. Are you here in church? You know that my back is covered. There is no going. When you engage dimensions in warfare, there is no going back. Actually, the what he said, the word ahe speaks of the principles of the cosmos. There were dimensions in this thing called warfare. Talk about thrones, powers, dominions, legions, spirits, dimensions, principalities. They work with the principles of the cosmos. There were dimensions. We have the first heaven called the atmosphere. We have the second heaven called the constellation dimension or the stellar heaven and the throne of God. The Bible says when God sent an angel to Daniel in the second heaven, they held his angel. Your angels can be held. 
An angel was held by a demon. Are you hearing me, church? An angel was held. Catch this. An angel was held by a demon. Who? In the second... He said that 21 days fasting is a fasting because of defeat. Bible says from the first day you set your heart to pray. I heard you. God released the angel the first day but the angel was incapacitated for 21 days. So when people pray to the one day's prayer, it's because an angel was in prison. Bible says but Daniel pressed in. It, it took an angel to hold an angel. Catch that. The fallen angels held an angel. But it took another angel to release the angel. There were ranks in this game. There were dimensions. So the chief prince came. Michael came to my rescue. But you, you, need to, you, you need to understand how to launch war. How was Paul able to give us the description? Paul was chained side by side, house arrest by a Roman soldier. So he understood the man based on his experience. You, you cannot pray certain prayer until you experience there are dimensions in prayer. We still pray in tongues. There were dimensions in groan. We never saw Jesus speak in tongues in the Bible. But we saw him groan. That is the language of the spirit. Are you hearing? Paul said, I went to the third heaven and I had conversations that is unlawful. The word in the Greek is the word aretos. Unlawful to utter. So there were dimensions in God that your human physiology cannot give verbiage. Paul says, I had conversation, but it is unlawful to speak it here. Unlawful to utter. Aretos. Whatever Paul had was in the third heaven. You want to deal with the serpent? Be an eagle. Take it up and kill it. language of the spirit and sometimes I drive in my car a lot of times when I scream here it is not a language in tongues deal with the works of hell and Paul calls it artillery your prayer this old armor of God thinks it's not a joke not a joke the devil is a liar your rest has come I like, I like the last one. I thought it's called sabbatismus from the word sabbath. Tismus means leave your hands clean. Sabbath, rest. Rest and being clean. Are you hearing? Full victory, catapulsis from the word pause. You rest from your work. You rest from your labor. But this rest is already declared. You have work to do. Akonazimo, contained against hell. Are you here in church? So for the next 60 seconds, open up your mouth and wage war against the devil for the next 60 seconds. Thirty more seconds. Baro peya, peya peya, peya peya, peya. Hold on, hold on. Who is coordinating? I want to drop the microphone. Come close this so I can give the microphone. Catch this. Why do you pray in tongues? Catch this. 
whenever you pray in your known language like English, you conceive it before you say it. So languages are first pictured in the mind, captured in the mind, then released as a sound. So your, your English, your prayer is limited based on what you know. But when you pray in tongues, catch that. You pray in mystery, in mystery. So much so that you don't know what you pray as you ought to pray. Meaning that before I pray for my mother, I have to think of my mother. Before I pray for my spouse, I have to think of my spouse. But when I speak in tongues, I speak into dimensions beyond my comprehension. You speak into realms. For the next 60 seconds, open up your mouth. If you cannot speak in tongues, speak something. Farakata, Farakata, hey do 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 do, Yakata, Fesupa, 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 Yato, Belesupe, Belebosota, Farakatega, Brato, Brato, Pa, Belegato, Rabato, Boto, Belebelekita, Peria, Posha, 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 Helebegata, Ropopo. You got 30 more seconds. Rabababa, Repayakoto, Repalakate, Zupa, Zepa, Rasobe, Rapaso, 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 Rekete. 20 more seconds. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, pray, pray. Ia pa yo kopo, ia beya. Rapasha, repasha, 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 repasha. Rebaba kosoto. Zelekete, zelekete. Repasho bregeta. Fragoso, fragoso. Repasho pa. Pray. Ten more seconds. Yeah. Repasa, 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 repaya kotopo, ropo kotopo kotopo koto, parakatopo kotopo koto, repaso, 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 rata, hiato, 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 rapapapakato, rapakatopo koto, repalakato, resa, 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 repekete. Paratu, Perepu, Pariato, Pariato. I dare you start tonight. Wake up 12 midnight, 1 a.m. in the morning, 3 a.m. in the morning. 5 a.m. in the morning, 
open the wells of your belly and command your destiny. You must come out. I dare you tonight. Challenge the day. Command your morning. Speak to your belly. Speak to your DNA. Speak to your destiny. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. Thank you.